Episode 77 Four bunnies, two groundhogs, two blue jays, two robins, and six squirrels. All drunk in my backyard. Mulberries. Greetings, and welcome in to the Patuxet General. We've had a lot of weather this week. Cold, hot, sunny, rainy, and even big storms. Typical Rhode Island summer weather, and I couldn't be more pleased. Our garden is giant this year. Six-foot tomato plants and at least half a dozen summer squash. Just you wait for all those garden recipes coming down the pike. But until then, we have a bacon potato salad with egg for today's recipe and a cucumber mint lemonade with tequila to quench your thirst. Also, in our House in the Corner series, an anonymous spooky submission. But first, I must thank our Patreon subscribers. These weather-related folk are the hard rain, hailstones, electrical activity, rumble of thunder, high winds, fog, and steamy nights. That is the summer weather pattern that is the Patuxent General, without whom we would merely be in a flood area. So thank you! If you would like to become one of these summery folk, simply follow the link in the show notes, and we love your support! But until then, let's chat about cucumber mint lemonade with tequila. Everyone has noticed the unbelievable amount of rain around here the past couple of weeks. But I'll tell you what, my garden is off the hook this year. Summer squash by the dozen, over 10 pounds of strawberries. Well, after a long day of weeding, I came home with a ton of mint and the first couple of cucumbers and was thirsty. I found this on foodanddrinks.com. For this cocktail, you will need one cup fresh lemon juice, one cup sugar, one quarter of an English cucumber chopped, plus slices for garnish, two cups Blanco tequila, and four cups of water. Whisk together the lemon juice and the sugar in a pitcher until the sugar is dissolved. Add cucumber and mint and stir to combine. Let steep two hours. Discard the cucumber and mint, stir in the tequila and four cups of water. Serve over ice garnished with lemon, cucumber, and mint. This is obviously for a pitcher, so invite your friends for an afternoon cool-down and enjoy. This week at the Patuxent Village Farmer's Market, I made out like a bandit, and I was reminded of years ago when I would do tastings at the market. I would start at one end of the road, stopping at each stall, pick something to add to my dish, and move on. After visiting the whole market, I would design a dish using all the ingredients. I did the simple chicken, sweet potato, apple, and fresh herb one-pot meal. Another time I did hors d'oeuvres, grilled veggies on fresh sliced baguettes. My favorite was a tomato tasting competition, Green Cherokee one. However, I think that this week may have been the best if I had made it for them, but I didn't. I saved it for my family and you. My first stop was Pock Express for their amazing new potatoes, Tricolor. I adore this farming family just because they are so hardworking and friendly, but I must tell you that they make the best nim chow that I've ever tasted, right before the market, fresh each week. After that, I went down to Leah's farm, next door to the PG itself, and picked up some of their monstrous-sized scallions, onions, and garlic. I mean, seriously, their stuff is huge. Then I stopped at GC Farm. Everything is so colorful and perfect over there, including the eggs. 
The ones I bought this week came in three colors, but all were equally fresh and luscious. Last but not least, I stopped at Radical Roots, whose meats are high quality and preservative free. I was lucky enough to get a pound of bacon. It took all I had in me not to run giggling back to the general. This being July and cookouts being the most common meal in the U.S. right now, I wanted a good old-fashioned potato salad. Lucky for me, we had a cool day before all this heat, and I had no problem boiling all this water. I submit that if you had to, you could boil the eggs with the whole new potatoes and just pull them out after five minutes. Also, if you're concerned about the onions and the garlic being too strong, I would sometimes let the whole garlic and onions boil from three to five minutes with the potatoes as well. But I did not need to do so, as mine were so fresh. For this recipe, you will need two pounds small rainbow new potatoes halved, one pound bacon chopped, one clove garlic, three large eggs, two tablespoons apple cider vinegar, three quarters of a cup mayonnaise, homemade or store-bought, your favorite, two tablespoons whole grain mustard or one tablespoon dried mustard, six scallions finely chopped, one medium onion diced, two tablespoons honey. Put the potatoes into a pot and cover with cold water. Bring to a boil, if you wish, add the eggs at the beginning, and then five minutes after it boils, pull the eggs out with tongs and cool them off under cold water. Gently boil the potatoes for about 15 minutes or until fork tender. Set the drained potatoes aside in a large mixing bowl to cool. While it is, brown up your bacon. This is the good stuff, so be careful to brown without overcooking. You'll be glad you took the time to concentrate on it. While your bacon cools off on paper towels, let's work on the dressing. In a separate bowl, combine the apple cider vinegar, mayonnaise, mustard, salt, pepper, and honey. Once mixed, add it, plus the onions, scallions, and garlic, as well as the bacon and roughly chopped egg. Gently turn over to combine and serve right away or keep chilled up to five days. And I'm sure you will enjoy. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. Was Freddy Krueger based on a guy in a folktale from Cumberland, Rhode Island? We dug up some Rhode Island folklore that indicated a lot of similarities. First, you need to put yourself in the moment. You're a young person 
out in the woods of Camp Kirkana, off Diamond Hill Road, away from home, maybe for the first time. Maybe for the last. It's dark. The only light is coming from a flickering campfire. The animals have started making noises in the woods around you. The s'mores are finished and sticking to your face, and a not-quite-old-enough camp counselor bids you and your friends gather round for an urgent safety bulletin. The counselor stops, leaving an uncomfortable silence. Gauging your response to his quiet intensity until they finally say, This is serious, campers. We want everyone to have a good time and go home safely, so it's very important that you listen to this story. Now some call him Hotshot Charlie, and others call him Fingernails Freddy, because when he went insane, he grew his fingernails out long like knives. Back in the 1800s, he was a homesteader who lived north of these very woods in a cabin with his wife and children. This camp was a campground even back then, and some of its campers liked to cross the road and vandalize and harass the man. The feud went back and forth for years. He'd steal his crops and let his cows out. Well, one day, old Freddy got so mad about it, he loaded up his shotgun full of rock salt and opened fire on every one of those trespassers until they fled. Rock salt burns when it hits, and these campers were sore as hell for days. This did not end the feud. One night, Hotshot Charlie smelled smoke. He looked out his window to see his fields and hay bales on fire. And dutifully, he rushed out to gather water and fight the fire. While he was out in the field, dowsing the freshly lit flames, he heard his wife scream. His house, with his wife and children inside, was fully set ablaze. He dashed into the flaming structure and tried to rescue his children, but the flames were too high and too hot, and they burned his entire body when he tried to cross them. <coughs> then he tried to run into his bedroom and rescue his screaming wife. But the roof caved in on him. The entire structure was consumed in flames. A few days later, the vandalist campers would return to the scene of their arson. They crept up on the pile of debris that was once Hotshot Charlie's home. The family had been buried in the nearby cemetery, but nobody found old Hotshot Charlie. And that's why those children wet their breeches when the shadow crossed their path. They turned around, they looked behind them, and there he was, his face and hands all burnt with crisp. Fingernails grown out long like knives. And now I will have my revenge, cried Fingernails Freddy at his first victims just before eviscerating them. Oh, they tried to run, but Freddy was too fast for them. Some of them they say he strangled, others they say he slid open with his sharpened nails. Either way, when the police coroner showed up, they were made physically ill by the scene. But that would not be the end of the story. 
Fingernails Freddy did not just stop his revenge on the children who violated his farm back then, for he had sworn to defend his farm against any children who trespass beyond the farm's borders, which are now unknown to modern man. He would go on killing. Children have been found in the nearby cemetery and on the nearby road and at the ancient foundations of his house. This has been happening for nearly a century and he has not stopped. And that is the announcement. Nobody is to wander off past the well-marked camp boundaries, especially at night. The cemetery and house foundations are off limits. Anybody who violates this policy will be sent home immediately, no questions asked. And that, dear listeners, is the tale of Hotshot Charlie, also known as Fingernails Freddy, a Rhode Island nightmare on Diamond Hill Road. once again for joining us today at the Patuxent General. If you would like to reach out with a question or a local ghost story, our email is jess at patuxentgeneral.com. We can't wait to hear from you, but until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxent General. Something for Posterity Production, pre-recorded in Patuxent.